Hey guys, this is Wildcat Chris Harris, TNA original and one half of six-time TNA World Tag Team Champions, America's Most Wanted. You are listening to the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. TNA Wrestling, Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 191 of the TNA Crossline Podcast. I am Bob Gallion Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we've made it to a new era. It's the era of Spike. TNA has made it to national television. And guess what? We ain't paying for the time slot. But it is Saturday at 11 p.m. So we're taking over the Velocity time slot but it is a small victory dallas we're gonna be on spike tv for oh what 10 years now roughly maybe 11 is it that long yeah i guess it might be huh i think it's something like that almost almost 10 well well we're i mean we're literally entering arguably the best time in tna history like from right now until yeah, 2010. <laughs> right, right before that, 2009. Yeah. Um, but we're literally entering, I think, uh, some of the most exciting stuff. Now, I keep saying that. Uh, if you're a longtime listener, I said that when we had our first monthly pay per view. I said that when Impact started. <laughs> I said that when Raven won the title. And now I'm saying it because the Spike TV era, the end of 2005 here and into 2006 is gonna just be wild it's gonna be so good and it starts right here on october 1st 2005 at 11 p.m on saturday nights <laughs> uh i'm so freaking ready for this man i i so excited for the show yeah i'm looking forward to it uh as well now i haven't watched i don't think i've seen the um spike tv debut in a long, long time. So I'm not even really sure what to expect on this show. But what I will say this, okay. If this show starts off with a Jeff Jarrett promo in the ring, I'm going to scream. Yeah, I mean, I hope that's not ideal. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping they're going to do what we've done in the past, do some X Division action to get people excited, especially if you're a new uh, watcher. And then we can do that. And I guess we should remind people. Um, we haven't been to the impact zone since unbreakable mm-hmm. on September 11th. And in case you missed it, we just did two bonus episodes in the meantime, cause we were off air and, uh, we saw first at BCW's international incident. Unfortunately, uh, Jeff Jarrett won the NWA title, uh, by defeating Raven. And there was a mega heel turn. Well, the American girls wanted joining forces with him. So it's a pretty big deal heading into um, our Spike TV debut here. Because unless you saw that show, you don't know that happened. Right. Uh, but we watched it. Well, we watched the match. We didn't watch the full show. And uh, it was a pretty it was pretty uh, interesting way to do it. Because at Unbreakable, Jeff says, 
I'm going to make damn sure that I'm the champion on Spike TV. And he literally did that. And it's kind of gross to think about. <laughs> uh, and we did another bonus episode where we saw AJ Styles and Matt Hardy uh, face off at ICW's No Excuses show from May. IWC. IWC, my bad. Um, too many, dude, there's too many companies with those initials. IWC, International Wrestling Cartel. See, I know what we watched. Uh, no excuses. I think it was from May, if, if I was remembering correctly. July. July. No. July 2000. <laughs> you know, I can't win it all. <laughs> May, July, whatever it was. I think it was like July 29th. I think the other match we talked about watching was in May then. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that was the Ring of Honor show. Okay, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> so it was from July. But we watched that too. That was uh, last week, and now here we are on a new day. By the way, these are dropping on Sundays now because uh, we're keeping up with our our whole thing here. But anyways, that's the long story short. Jeff Jarrett's the champion. And uh, yeah. So, you know, before we get to notes, who would who would you expect to see like wrestling wise on a Spike TV debut? <clears throat> now, I'm not I'm not going to go back and look at the Fox Sports Net debut, but I believe like that one had AJ, like AMW winning the tag titles. Mm hmm. And whatever else, but on a Spike TV debut, I would imagine AJ would be on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, maybe put Chris, like, I'd put Saban. Saban, yeah. Even those two against each other, maybe? I don't know. Just Abyss? Abyss, easily Abyss. Um, I mean, you got Jeff Hardy, and he's like a name. I think you got to do it. Yeah. Um, see, that's the, th- that's the tough part. I mean, you don't want to, like... We can split this up between the two shows. I mean, technically, we're back. To, that's another big thing, too, right? We're back to two show tapings, um, which I'm actually really excited about because that means that we are. Uh, the notes are going to be better. <laughs> it's not going to be like so jumbled. Um, and it's it's I think it's going to feel more fresh. It's not going to get drag on as the shows go. We won't have to do tournaments the full time. But I mean, you got like Jeff Hardy, you got Raven and you got Rhino that are all like people. People know who they are, right? Yeah. generally speaking wrestling wise um but then you got your own stars you got amw you got chris saban aj styles i think you i kind of think you got to showcase all of those people i mean jeff jarrett's going to be a given whether we want him to be or not <laughs> i don't think he's going to wrestle but i mean he's going to have a promo segment i have a feeling that we're not going to see jarrett wrestle again until our bound for glory pay-per-view that is my guess okay and Do you I think say, there's going to be any kind of like major debut? I think they got to. We've been hearing the rumors, man. Probably too many rumors. Um, and actually, there there is a note that we'll talk about that kind of confirms that at least some of that rumor is true. Um, but it just doesn't. I don't know when they are coming in. We'll talk about it. So now, when you were saying like the Dudleys, they they're not available for for Bound for Glory, right? Correct. So they could show up here. They theoretically could. Um, does that mean they will? I don't know. I mean, I it's know. our debut show. I think we do need to do something kind of big, don't we? Uh, and I guess the Dudleys could be that big uh, moment. It doesn't. I if I was going to be a betting man here, I do not think we're going to get a title, um, like a title change on this show. Um, mostly because we just switched the heavyweight title. AJ just got the X division title at Unbreakable in that uh, historic match. And, like, the tag team titles, I guess we could, but then, like, are we just going to change the tag team titles every time we debut on a new network or something? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, why, like, why do we got to do that, you know? That would be pretty funny. 
But I was thinking the same thing. Like they might do that. I guess that's the one they could, but I don't know. We'll see. I I'm I'm curious about it. I as we talked about um on one of these last, I think it was probably on the BCW bonus episode, but they really should have waited. I think if they wanted to give Jarrett the belt, do it on the debut show, man. It would have been huge. But you did it at an indie show in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Um, which I guess is fine. Yeah. But what do I know? Um, yeah. I don't know. I So I, I'm expecting something. Who knows? Maybe there'll be even more than one debut. I actually don't well, know. So. You know what? TNA has been known to do that. Throw a lot of people out there on the same show. Yeah, and I don't know for sure. So anything's possible. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. Be uh, we do have a few notes that we'll talk about before the show. We have a couple for during, but not a ton. We're uh, back to like normal, normal level of notes, uh, which is good. And of course, we already talked about Unbreakable. On our BCW bonus episode, we were still doing news and notes on all of those episodes. So uh, if you missed out or you're wondering why the heck are you guys not talking about Unbreakable, well, we already did it. Check it out in the archives because it was a good bonus episode. Uh, so let's just kick off here with a uh, David Zahadi interview on Between the Ropes. He keeps doing a lot of interviews recently, but um, there's a lot of stuff he talks about. Um, but basically, the biggest part that I wanted to mention is that he said that Spike officials were super excited about TNA and blown away with how well Don West and Mike Tanay were able to record TV spots off a teleprompter. Uh, he notes that he said Jarrett winning the title wasn't about building the company around him. It was just a piece of the, a long term story puzzle. Which is just so great. Um. And then he kind of, uh, I don't think it's, see that, yeah, that this isn't quote, but I think that um, Alvarez kind of says, like, the first person that you'll see on the first episode of Spike is going to be the face of TNA, and that person is not Jeff Jarrett. So he kind of is like, hopefully we don't see Jeff Jarrett first. Kind of like what Bob said. Like, I really hope. We do not want to see Jeff Jarrett first. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the, the more, most takeaway from that interview there, but. Um, let me see here what else we got. Okay, so because of remember, we've been talking about this war. There's just like war going on, right? Like uh Rob super booked their show and oh, Spike right. is like doing the UFC like marathons and all this. Well, uh because of the war, Spike has made a major commitment to TNA. Uh the Spike production crew will be filming the TNA tapings, which saves the company on production costs. So we are now hmm. saving production money because Spike is sending their crew to do it. Now, this means on occasion when the Spike crew has commitments to other events, such as award shows, that tapings in Orlando may have to be moved to a Monday a few times per year. In addition, they are scheduling a six-hour Ultimate Fighter Marathon, including the best episodes of the season with the best fight in, the, in show history, uh, airing at 10 p.m. as the final lead-in. Uh, if you're wondering what that fight is, I don't know how to say these guys' names right, but Bob probably knows. Um, is it like George? George St. Pierre? No, George Jurel versus Jason Von Flew from The Ultimate Fighter. He's one of the best, apparently. No yeah. idea. Neither do I. I never watched it. 
Um, Spike will have 10 cutaways during the UFC marathon with TNA personalities plugging the debut of the product. Uh, during the first hour, both plugs will involve Tito Ortiz, who will, who at one time was UFC's biggest draw drawing card, but is now at odds with the promotion and looks to be working for TNA in between uh, making a Japanese fighting deal. So I think this is actually a super smart idea, like having little cutaways with like TNA guys being like, check out Impact. Yeah. Like, after, like that's smart. Cause especially because if these Ultimate Fighter things are like some of their biggest ratings. <laughs> That's a really smart way to do that. Yeah, I know. That's good. So, I like it. I'm excited. Um, About that, Jeff Jarrett tried to win. Uh, Dave Meltzer here says, the Jarrett title win was a lot more controversial internally than people are letting on. Only a few in the company knew, and those who didn't, who saw the general reaction of outrage to the decision were in some cases up in arms about it. So yeah, apparently it is not going over very well, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and he kind of goes on to say, I can read this, I, um, see if there's anything else in here, but he says the game to watch is which ends up quicker, the outrage forcing a title switch, unless ratings are good and the paper uses go up, in which case there will be no outrage, or telling, or them telling the adequate story of whomever they're grooming uh, which also should become clear pretty quickly. Even the booking team, which was strong on it, uh, being the right move since they came into power, may be second-guessing since Scott Demore was heckled badly at the hardcore homecoming shows by some fans, especially for making Jeff Jarrett the champion, uh, which that's obviously uh, what, back in June. I think we uh, we also watched the hardcore homecoming show right before uh-huh. anniversary. Um, even though you deep down know it's a minority and TNA and on Spike can't be booking for that audience, the in-person feedback people get is incredibly powerful. And so based on a Sahadi, uh, David Sahadi interview where he talked about the guy who's going to be the face of the promotion being the focus during the first episode, uh, that pretty well leads uh, one to believe that Monty Brown was chosen ahead of Samoa Joe to be in the company's first top, top star. So we'll see... Uh, if Monty Brown gets uh, a favorite here, because remember Dave kind of like guessed a bunch of people. And I think both of those names were um, included in that, but needless to say the, in the short term here, the bigger part is apparently people are not thrilled about Jeff Jarrett. Right. Now we got to point out too, is like you were saying that the rumored bound for glory main event is going to be Jarrett and Nash. That's what one of the rumors is. So I just thought Nash will probably appear on this fucking show. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Because, like, we have only a few weeks before Bound for Glory to begin right. with. And there's been no promotion for that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I would have, and I think I said before, like, Bound for Glory is just a clear name to me of a, a younger, not-known wrestler becoming a star. Like, you're Bound for Glory. Right. So it would see, and there's history between these two people. So Jarrett and Monty Brown seems like it would have been a no-brainer, right, for Bound for Glory. And yet we're it's gonna crazy. go back to a WCW 2000 main event, and a guy that hasn't been here since April mm. is gonna mm-hmm. potentially be in the main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty um. Pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's bizarre. 
Well, speaking of uh, new people in TNA, unfortunately, Homicide has not signed a deal nor be giving an official offer yet, although he's been talked about uh, for being down the road. And as we've talked recently, his legal situation, um, he can't leave the state. <laughs> so we're kind of in trouble with that in that regard. Um, and also on the homicide note here, uh, he has said that as far as travel, he says that he's going to end up being cleared up this week. So it's going to be able to work out uh, because he's going to be on a Ring of Honor show on October 2nd in Philadelphia. But the timing of this could make TNA hold up on making him an offer. But we'll see. Uh, the last word was that he was told was that they want to offer him a contract. But because they have so many people under contract now, in addition, uh, there are others who will be available from the WWE firing list, such as uh, Moore, Gata, Haas, Morgan, Kidman, Jindrak. Uh, we've talked about all these names. Um, types that have their non-competes up on October 5th. So none of these people are going to be on the first show, but they're all going to be freed up in just a few days. Uh, the company can't indiscriminately hire new people without getting rid of people. So a lot of talent decisions are going to be have to made over the next few weeks. All would be available for the October 10th TV taping. and But as of right now, none of them are booked on the show. Now, of those names, uh, Moore is almost a sure thing. That's Shannon Moore. Uh, and Jack Gata is pretty much a sure thing. Uh, Manage wanted more women on the show. Uh, Charlie Haas and Matt Morgan are possible. And Billy Kidman is possible, but less likely. And Mark Jindrak has almost no chance right now. And then uh, they also note that Daniel Pewter will be available in mid-December. So, okay. Well, I would have, I would have, I would try to get Charlie, Charlie Haas. I mean, I think out of that list, that's kind of. I mean, I like Kidman a lot too, but I think Haas makes. Uh, you should probably try to get him. Yeah, so that's that's right. I think that he would be really good. Yeah. I think so too. I don't. I don't really care about Shannon Moore. Oh, they keep talking about him, so we're gonna. He's gonna happen whether you want him to or not. Yeah, he's clearly coming coming in. So. Yeah. Um. Well, we have some probably some positive news for us since we're not like big fans here, but uh, there has been talks about not using Shocker any longer. Hmm. Uh, Shocker knew about it and talked with Jarrett when he was in Mexico about uh, wanting to come back. They're going to test market a Shocker and Apollo tag team, but unlike a few weeks ago, they're not committed to it. So remember, this is kind of like that group with Conan, well, which we'll talk about actually in just a second as well. Um, basically, uh, it goes on to say here that the deal with Shocker is that the company spent a lot of money on both getting him a working visa and putting him under contract because Dusty Rhodes pushed for him. Rhodes wasn't familiar with his work in Mexico, but had a strong belief in pushing a Mexican superstar. And when Hector Garza went down, he knew of Shocker from, of course, the TV commercial. <laughs> but when Rhodes was a place, Shocker was seen as a guy who was a decent wrestler, but they have better. Uh, he wasn't getting over. And uh, as can be shown by the fact that they didn't go the extra mile for him on the last pay-per-view, when the angle was shot, and the belief was having that Roger Strong on the show instead of him was improving the show. And it ended up improving the show. So... I think we might have seen the end of Shocker. Yeah, because he was gonna, like you were saying, he was gonna be, it was gonna be Conan, Shocker, Apollo, and Homicide. Correct. I don't think Shocker, out of that group, really fits in anyway. 
No, I think Apollo could work, but Shaka Apollo does not could. fit. Now, speaking of this group, the idea of Conan managing a group with Apollo and Shaka is out the window, at least for now. Uh, Three Life crew will be together for at least a while. Uh, the probable end result, if they put BG James and Kip James together, would be Conan, Ron Killings, and Homicide as the new group. But this is all well down the road, so it's not happening anytime soon. Hmm. Yeah, so, I think you, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and Bob, I have one final note for you. Um, okay. And actually, I mean, I have I have a bunch we, we're going to do during the show. If we want to get more out of the way so we can enjoy the show more, I can gladly do that. But this one here is a big one. It's official as of this past week, that the Dudley boys have officially signed a contract. And they will be available for the November pay-per-view. Which we don't have a name for yet. But this is a pretty big deal. Bob has been dying for the Dudley boys to come here to TNA. Definitely. So this gets a little weird, though. And this is, uh, like, we talk about some other names that they could use. So in, I think some of it's pretty freaking corny. Okay, so uh, Mark Lomonica's personal business company, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, Inc., has filed for trademarks of the Deadly Brothers. The Deadly Brothers? Brother Ray Deadly. Yes, oh, De- my God. Deadly. They're trying to be so – yeah, Deadly. They're trying to be so yes. close to Dudley. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, or short for BRD. Um, we have Brother Devon Deadly, the Deadly Death Drop, which that actually makes a little bit more sense than the other stuff. But mm-hmm. And finally, Team 3D. So these will be the names and terms used. Uh, that's what's being said. I, I, Dave says he expects WWE Legal to try to make a case that Deadly is too close to Dudley. Um, he even says, when I first heard the idea of the Deadly Boys... Um, that was the idea talked about that they're going to trademark themselves before debuting it. Um, he thought that WWE got the outlaw and Michael Shane Nix because they were too close to WWE trademarks. Um, they will certainly go after the Deadly Brothers. Yeah, they will. Yeah, that's so funny. The Deadly. That's so. That's so wrestling. I know it's pretty crazy, right? That's great. Yeah, it's a so that's a pretty big thing, man. That's like when you when like I'll see those fake posters of like um like clearly backyard wrestlers dressing up as um WWE guys mm-hmm. like the Undertaker, yeah, or whatever. And it's like they're trying to be the Undertaker, you know. When I was when I was a kid, um, I had like um you know like the ruthless aggression style figures, um. That you probably had as well. But well, actually, you had some older ones too, you told me. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But I had like this old Undertaker figure, and he was like a glow in the dark one. It was like one of the bone crunchers. So it was like a like 90s figure. And we called him the Underfaker, and we used him as like fake Undertaker. Yeah. Because he didn't look as good as the other Undertaker we had. So he was the Underfaker. Yeah. No, I get it. And these guys are trying to be the Deadly Brothers. The de- the deadly boys. The deadly boys. Yeah, when I read that, I thought it was pretty. I was getting a kick out of these names, dude. I was That's like, so what the heck? Out of all of them, Team 3D makes the most sense. Yeah. 
You should probably just do that. Yeah, you think? Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, all right, well, you said that's that was your last note. That's the last the, one. I, I have a bunch of, that, I mean, we could talk about during the show. If you want more right now, dude, I can give you more, but... I just want to get into this. Part. I kind of want to get into the show, too, and we can talk about more. Um, we have some Sean Waltman notes among some uh, WWE uh, legal letters and other fun stuff that we'll talk about <laughs> during the show. And, um, and some more updates on things like Jushin Thunder Liger and maybe someone might be coming back uh, because they're contracted, their WWE expires. But we'll talk about all that during the show. Coming back? Coming back. Contract expires coming back. I don't know. All right. Well, it's time for the first ever impact on Spike TV. The October 1st, 2005 episode. The approximate runtime, or at least the version that we're watching, is 41 minutes and 18 seconds. And I can already tell you that this is the Spike airing. We got the Spike TV logo already and probably a brief lead in into the show. So we're also hoping to see a new opening. They said there was going to be, dude. For the better part of a year and a half, the opening has sucked. Yeah, it's been pretty, pretty rough. We haven't had a good opening since, like, what, late pay-per-view era? Yeah. Well, I liked the Macho Man and Savage one. Okay, that was funny. Like, that was funny. Are you ready? But we haven't changed our show intro even because it's been so lame. Like, so, yeah, yeah. Look, come on, let's get a good one so we can get an update. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys want to watch along with us, head over to Impact Plus. I, this might be on YouTube. I didn't look. Ooh, I didn't look either. Um, let, let's check real quick. Um, Spike TV Impact Wrestling. Oh, yeah, dude. It's on their YouTube channel, so you can watch along. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's good. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. So I'm gonna count down from three, and when I say play, that is when we're gonna start the show. I think we're gonna be in for a treat for a long while here for this TNA era. We've we've battled battled through some rough times, but I think this is uh, good. Things are ahead. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Three, two, one. Play. A Spike original. That's not true. Spike we still original. look at this. We still have the "This is TNA," the new face of professional wrestling intro. We still got that. There are moments that enchant us, that inspire us, define us. Nights that validate. A lifetime of yearning. Are they promoting Bound for Glory at the start? I think they're being like... It does sound like a Bound for Glory thing, because it is a uh, Barry Scott intro here. So they're saying, until this night, some talents uh, were in fields of obscurity. Basically, this is like a... Okay, so this is not a bound for glory. No, because they're saying AJ Styles, who might be the greatest athlete. So that does, I mean, does that not tell you he's the face of TNA right there? I mean, yeah. They call him out first. 
Okay, and they'll be taking champions and natural. So they're kind of going through our champions here. Which is smart. Young, daring, smart. And then there's Jeff Jarrett. Damn it. The NWA heavyweight champion. And unfortunately, since he won it at a house show, we have to show old footage of him with the title. He's been a world champion everywhere he's been. These are the intros that give me goosebumps, man. It's that Barry Scott voiceover. Welcome to the dawn of a new era in professional wrestling. Y'all, let's go! Yeah, we got a new intro, guys. Way more upbeat. This is good. Hey, Drill Crocker just got a guitar to that. That's the like pounce that. out of the screen. This is ready TV 14 for language and violence, in case you guys are wondering. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That intro was way good. <laughs> way better. Uh, so hopefully our intro might be updated, uh, in case you guys have never heard it. People got the figures in the crowd. Shout out the TNA logo. Let's see what's changed here in the impact zone, if anything. We have Mike Tanae screaming. You know, I just I just thought about this. We're probably not going to get a whole lot of, like, squash matches. Nope. That's probably... Okay, later tonight, Rhino versus Jeff Hardy is the main event. And also, Controversy in Canada. Mm. Exclusive video footage of, essentially, AMW turning. Oh, yeah, dude, look at the stage. They really changed it up. And look who is the first person out of the tunnel... On the Spike TV era, it's your X Division champion, AJ Styles. Hell yeah. That was going nuts right now. Nice gear, too. Um, I will tell you, because I don't know if it makes sense to say it next week or not, so I'm just going to do it now. Um, there was a dark match, tape before and after. But that's because Explosion is back, Bob. Oh. And so on the October 7th, 2005 edition of Explosion, we saw Lance Hoyt and the Naturals team up to defeat Cassidy Riley and the Diamonds in the Rough, which in this case was David Young and Neelix Skipper. So Cassidy's probably, uh, he was probably still dressed as Raven. Right? I would assume. Um, and if you look who's in the ring, it's Roderick Strong, is AJ Styles' opponent. He, he must have entered before. And we are starting... Right off the bat. This is how you freaking start off, dude. Absolutely. I mean, come on. This I'm just perfect. glad that I, I didn't have to hear my world come out or whatever. <laughs> King of the Mountain theme song. So the ring looks the same to me um, as we've had. Is that giant TNA logo in the back? That's been there, right? In the crowd. You'll see it again in a minute. The one that's like elevated up there? Yeah, the huge one. It was like massive. I don't think, I don't know. I see a Bound for Glory banner in the back. Anyways, the stages, they did kind of spice up. They look pretty cool. There's more screens, I think, right? We didn't have three screens sure before. Like it, yeah. Oh boy, today gets to explain us all about the hexagon, the six-sided ring. Uh, I have one indie note for AJ. 
back on September 17th, because it's been a while. He defeated Jimmy Rave at Glory by Honor 4 for Ring of Honor in a finishers-only match. Oh. It's not a, a division about weight limits. It's about no limits. He I think, is bleeding from the mouth a little bit there. The only Triple Crown winner in TNA history, AJ Styles. So we're getting all the all the uh, accolades. Holy shit, what yeah, a dive and, by Styles. And that Triple Crown, he achieved two-thirds of that within the first three weeks of the company's existence. Which is like, there's got to be some kind of record. Throws uh, Roger Strong back in the ring here. Can I just say that I'm so happy we don't have a giant <laughs> Sun Sports logo in the top corner anymore for All us right. to. It's that very light Spike TV one. It's not obtrusive. It literally blends in with the map. I love it. Nice submission by Styles. I don't know what he calls this. I can't remember. Someone's coming out, by the way. Was that Michael Shane? Or, sorry, Matt Bentley? Oh, no, it's Christopher Daniels. Damn. Also, an important note, I believe we're using both tunnels again. Okay. We stopped for a while, but I think we are using both of we them again. We definitely are, because Daniels is coming from that other side, and AJ and came Style from came from the other one, yeah. Oh, the Messiah of the Backbreaker hits a nice one on Styles after hitting him from behind, because Styles was distracted by Christopher Daniels. Yeah, no. that's a two-count. And they noted, and we, we knew this before, too, that Daniels and Styles are having another Iron Man match at Bound for Glory on the 23rd. Now, they had one back at Against All Odds, which AJ won. Right. Oh, this is non-title. That's important. It's a very by AJ. Pele. Nice. The Pele out of nowhere. In case you need a fun trivia question, Andrew Thomas is the referee for the first Spike TV show. <laughs> Whoa, little variation on nice. his normal Moonsault Reverse DDT combo. Oh, we're going to get the Styles Clash? Let's freaking go, dude. Don't tuck your head. Boom. And that's a three, of course. Nice. Daniels is shook. He pissed. This is my hat. Iron Man 2, baby. Coming up. Come on. Okay, we're over with Mike Tanay and Don West. They have a screen behind them now, even. Hmm. Why would they have a screen behind them? They're not watching that. Just to look cool. It's like just going in like a tunnel thing or something. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Going on four years almost now, and Don says this is a chance for America to see what TNA is all about. Rhino, Jeff Hardy, Monty Brown, uh, and more X Division action all tonight, he says. But also the controversy in Canada. That's now, right. judging by the stills they have with that, you could probably put it together. 
as to what happened. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have like a little. Um, uh, JB's talking about, or no, it's Mike Tanay, sorry, uh, talking about Monty Brown. So it's kind of just hyping up the alpha male. He was a yeah. force on the gridiron. They're actually showing NFL footage. That's kind of cool. I don't think we've seen that. No. Larry Sabisco, legend. The legend. Period. Uh, quick note for you, Bob, because I mentioned the Nationals yeah. for the dark match. Um, apparently, and I don't know when, if we're going to see him or when or anything, but... Oh, hold on. Interview with Monty Brown. Hold on. I should have said it sooner. Shane Douglas still doing interviewing duties, huh? I like him as an interviewer. I, dude, I think he's, like, pretty good. Spike TV has just become Serengeti Television. Welcome to the Serengeti. Alpha male will not be stopped, will not be denied. Oh, he says, whoever is the little antelope in the back feeling the butterflies. I thought he was, like, about to call someone a little antelope. Period. The crowd did it before he did in the impact yeah. here. Oh, wait, we're going back down the ring, but wait a second. Wait, there's commotion in the back. Hold on. What is it? Oh, it's Raven. It's Raven. Holy Who's he beating shit. up? Is everybody? Like security, everyone. Oh, okay. I want him out. Larry Zabisco. Okay. And here comes Alpha Male Montebron. Um, so my quick note I was going to tell you here, Bob. Uh, it's noted that Jimmy Hart is done, and his final appearance was at this taping on uh, September 27th. And like I said, it could have been in that dark match for Explosion. Uh, Dixie huh. Carter told them that if he appeared on the October 3rd Raw, that he was finished. Hart said that he didn't want to make WWE mad um, because he has a new action figures coming out and he's not under contract to TNA. TNA has uh, been lenient with Hart uh, with outside projects, even appearing on WWE TV for the Hall of Fame stuff because that's the Hall of Fame. But appearing on Raw next week was something they could not accept. I mean, I understand that. Yeah, I, I mean, you got to understand. I and, I under, but I, and I also understand Jimmy Hart. I mean, he's going to... He's a WWE guy. I mean, that's his legend. Right. He's a legend there. Who is that? Our friend Lex Levette. Is that Lex Levette? I thought he was retired. <laughs> yeah, he was only supposed to be working weekends or whatever. Wow. Well, he just got fucking tossed across the ring by Monty Brown. You know what? Maybe he was like, wow, TNA's on spike. I'm back, baby. And there goes my theory about probably no squash matches. This is probably not going to go well. Yeah, I mean, this kind of is, right? And, oh, Lex is looking me. pretty good, like, physically, though. Oh, oh yeah. Overhead fall away slam there by Molly Brown. Six feet, two inches tall, 267. Sounds like he's a, kind of a oh. monster right now. <gasps> Bounce! He hits the pounce. Speaking of uh, monsters, though, 
TNA has turned down a proposal of a heel group of monsters that would have included WWE wrestlers Sean O'Hare, Luther Reigns, as well as Predator. Who I don't know who that is, but Monty Brown just won, by the way. Isn't Predator Sylvester Turkai or whatever? Oh okay. my god, dude. Wait a minute. So they're they want to do a monster heel group? Yeah. Of Sean O'Hare, Luther Reigns, and then Predator. Mm-hmm. That's really random. Yeah. Talking about the X Division now. Although Sean O'Hare would have been cool to see. So we're hyping up our own X Division. And Bob, I have good news for you if you like the X Division. And that's because Frankie Kazarian's non-compete with WWE expires mid-November. Oh. So we may see see someone coming back. He's definitely coming back. Yeah. And I hope hope when he comes back, he gets a haircut. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think he does yet, but. That was part of the reason why he left WWE because they're like, cut your hair. And he was like, fuck you, no. I'm not going to do that for TNA. So we're showing Christopher Daniels, Sanjay Dutt, AJ Styles, Chris Sabin in this package. Because no he never goes back to WWE, right? He doesn't do like an NXT shot or anything? Nope. Nope. Okay, so. All right. Uh, PD Williams. Proudly represent, representing Canada. I have one, well, two, I guess. You know, so back at uh, BCW International Incident, P.D. Williams, who is the Can-Am television champion, defeated Jerry Lynn. And then on September 25th, P.D. Williams lost to Elix Skipper for NWA Cyberspace in a match for the Cyberspace Cruiser X title. All right, and now Alex Shelley. Now, uh, okay. I got two things here for Mr. Alex Shelley. Okay. Actually, three things. He uh, won the vacant 0-1 United States Heavyweight Championship when he defeated Sunjay Dutt in Korokan Hall in Tokyo, Japan. That was on the 19th of September. On September 23rd, he lost the first round of the Ted Petty Invitational against Mike Quackenbush. And then on the 24th of September, he teamed up with Claudio Casanoli, Joy Ryan, and Super Dragon to defeat Brandon Tomaselli, El Generico, Nate Webb, and Puma. For, and for night two of the Ted Petty images. Chris Saban, too, dude. This is uh, this is quite the match. <laughs> well, guess what? I got some stuff for him, too. So at International Incident, BCW, Chris Saban defeated uh, Christopher Daniels. He was also involved in the Ted Petty Invitational. He won in the first round against Marie Brave, and he defeated Josh Abercrombie in the quarterfinals, but then he lost to Matt Seidel in the semifinals. And those matches were on the 23rd and 24th of September. Nice. Uh, and then he defeated Johnny Devine on September 25th for BSE Adrenaline Cup 2005. Look how he just wrapped up Saban in this submission. And then Petey Jeff kicks Shelly. It's like a pretzel. Um, I have a couple things related. He's to still Shelley. tied up. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he is. And he just but it's dropping. to himself. Like, you could unlock your arms. Um, I got a couple things relating to Alex Shelly, not directly, so I c- this is a good time to talk about this. Okay. Um, due to pressure from the family, Johnny Candido is now taking time off of wrestling. <laughs> um, 
And it came to a head when he returned from an indie weekend with his eye all swollen from an, uh, a punch, essentially. And the family told him that if he continued to wrestle, they would cut all ties with him. Holy he said, shit. He okay. said that he was taking six months off of wrestling, but expected that he would return at that time. And of course, we saw him at Unbreakable as Alex Shelley's partner for about 45 seconds. Yeah. Now, just in that 45 seconds, and I'm, I'm not trying to be mean here, but he did not look good. Mm. So maybe the family's doing him a favor. I know. I kind of think it's got to be because obviously um, Chris died wrestling, so they probably yes. are like, "We do not want you doing that." I'm sure that plays a, a part in it. Absolutely. Baseball slide by Saban knocks Petey and go back to the ring. What are we doing? There we go. Saban was going to go for a springboard, and I got another one in one second here. Oh, Shelley dived through the ropes that Saban was kind of holding open there, and now I'm assuming. We're going to see, like, a moonsault. Holy crap. Oh, oh the flex on the guardrail. Shins right on the guardrail. That is always good. Oh, we're taking a commercial break. Um, Sean Waltman, who was actually um, Alex Shelley's original partner. Ooh, we're back from the commercial. But anyway, um, Sean Waltman called TNA finally to apologize and apparently is once again willing to sign a contract. Frank Dickerson offered him a proposal where they would make a significant percentage of his contract money in escrow until he fulfills the contract, which he would forfeit on another uh, no-show. Still, (laughs) the decision was made not to use him. So at this point, we are still not going to use him. But essentially, Was he he going to agree to that? If they offered him it and he was willing to sign a contract, it sounds like they were maybe thinking about that, yeah. Look at this. Shelly's got like a a leg lock on um, Saban's head and Petey was just yelling at him. And now he's just smashing his face into the mat. He essentially had a head. He has a head scissor on Saban on the mat and then just drives his face into the mat. Several times. Seven thirty to eight. You can see the first 30 minutes of the bound for Glory pay-per-view for free. That's also known as the pre-show. No, dude, they're saying, remember, this time it's not a pre-show. It is the pay-per-view. It's, there's no fucking way. I guarantee you it's the fucking pre-show. I think what they're going to do is have just matches on it and not, like, just JB and Shane Douglas talking. No, right, I know, but I'm saying, like, it's the pre-show. I mean, maybe it's technically the pre-show, yeah. I mean, like, give me a break. You're not going to get a fucking marquee match. I don't know, dude. There's no way, dude. No fucking way. I would be shy. Watch them do like AJ and Daniels, the 30-minute Iron Man match on the fucking... And then finish... <laughs> Dude, wait, you might be onto something. And then the go to overtime, like in... and, um, and you have to... Dude, they're doing it. They're doing it. <laughs> Drop Five more holes. minutes, but we're going live on Patreon! Shelly just dodged... His head landed in Petey Williams' crotch. Uh, if you're following along, by the way, 20 minutes, 24 seconds into the show. This episode is flying. Probably. Yeah, I'd say so. Brain buster. Ooh. No, two. Two. I'm speechless. Side Russian leg sweep by 
Petey. He's going for the Canadian Destroyer. He's got to hit this on the first show, right? Nope, maybe not. Because guess what? As Petey flipped, Saban caught him and did a running powerbomb. And then Shelly snapped him. And now Shelly is going for... I don't know what he calls that. I guess nothing. He doesn't either because he just said powers him down. It was like the eye of the hurricane. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's a gurry by Saban going up for the cradle shot. See, I do feel like Saban should win this, but we kind of need to see a Canadian destroyer, don't we? Well, it doesn't matter. Oh, well, he got the pin and immediately was hit by Williams. Wow. I feel like we should have at least saw one Canadian destroyer, but oh, well, we, oh, won't get, we, bat, might, we might. Segment's not over yet. Okay, so he just attacked Saban, and guess what? Yeah, of course. Boom, Canadian Destroyer. Spike, of course. Okay, that was good. Good call. Good call. And it's supposed to be Saban, Williams, and Matt Bentley in this rumored Ultimate X. Um, right. Oh, there you go. So they just said it right there. Yeah. So it makes sense. Shane Douglas with Larry Zabisco backstage. I see a sick-ass Impact poster. I thought, well, maybe it's not an Impact poster. I saw the words. Nope, it's not impact. Yeah, I, thought I saw red letters and I got excited. Tito Ortiz? It's Eddie and Martin. It's Eddie, Mar- Eddie and Martin Life? I saw big, bold red letters and I got excited that it was a sweet impact poster and it is, in fact, not. Still to come. Controversy in Canada. So, is, uh, so Tito being on here, that's probably considered a. Uh... Special guest, right? Up next, Rhino versus Jeff Hardy. And we, by the way, are like only halfway through the show. So, oh, a video about Three Life Crew now. Uh, Bob, by the way, uh, there's a note here. And if you didn't think it's on or that this war was going to be petty, listen to this. (laughs) WWE Legal sent TNA a letter demanding that they not call their talent wrestling superstars or superstars. Uh, in publicity or commentary, because that's a WWE trademark term for its talent. Uh, Bill Banks, who handles the TNA website, is going out of his way to use the term TNA star instead of TNA superstar. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, next week, Three Life Crew versus Team Canada. Oh, come on, man. And here comes Rhino. Oh, Jesus. You like that fucking giant pyro that he just got? That's terrifying. The man beast, Rhino. The big deal. This is on his gear there. The big deal. Are we really not going to get a Kevin Nash appearance? Dude, we have 20 more minutes. Here he comes. The charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. He's not wearing... He doesn't have paint. Well, does he have paint ah, on his arms and his hands? Not his face, though. No, maybe probably because cool. they told him you look stupid when you do that. Yeah, maybe it's cooling down on it. Little Jeff Hardy action figure. They do not promote their action figures on TV at all, but it's fine. Um, I got two. Oh, you have any notes? Uh, I do on Rhino, yeah. Okay, do I'm going to have you do that, and I'm going to get my last two notes out of the way so we can just enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, I don't know why 
I did have. Wait a minute. Yeah, I do. Hang on. For some reason, I clicked back on it. Oh. Uh, all right. So Rhino back on the twenty. Nope. Let's see here. On the at international incident, Rhino defeated A1 in that U.S. versus Canada best of five. On the sixteenth of September, he lost to Raven at Hardcore Homecoming uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. On the twenty fourth of September, he lost to Homicide for UXW, which is USA Pro, in Old Bethpage, New York. And then on the 25th of September, Rhino lost to Abyss by disqualification for NWA, NWA Cyberspace in Wayne, New Jersey. And that is all my details. Nice. I believe we just were told that Sabu and Abyss will be in a Monsters Ball match at Bound for Glory. I'm pretty sure they just said that. Yeah, because they said lock and key. Yeah. Um, by the way, Rhino attacked Hardy before he finished his entrance, and now we're just brawling back and forth. Uh, speaking of Bound for Glory, though, despite reports to the contrary, Jushin Lager is only booked for the Bound for Glory show on October 23rd. We've heard those rumors. And the TV tapings on uh, October 25th, where he'd likely work with one of the younger X Division wrestlers. He may be used again at some point, but there's no plans yet in that direction. Uh, and then finally, um, my last note of the show, as uh, Jeff Hardy goes for a pin, uh, Jeremy Borash is going to Australia in October to film footage of the TNA wrestlers there for what will become a regular feature on TV called Global Impact, where they air clips of guys in this time, not just Jeff Jarrett, wrestling in places like the UK, Australia, Japan, Mexico, Italy, etc. So we'll be showing our stars all over the world. I mean, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. And it's not just Jarrett, it's even better. Right. Rhino has control. You gotta avoid the twist of fate, you gotta avoid the swan time. A very exciting time here, Bob. The Spike TV debut, this is, like you said, has been flying by, and we still have, like, how long in the show? 13 minutes, 46 seconds. And you know who we're going to see, right? The champ, Double J. Ain't he great? How could I forget? Rhino going to the middle rope here. What's he about to do? Oh, goes for a headbutt. Jeff already moved. And he missed it. I see it's some kind of weird seeing after. Rhino in like a non-hardcore match. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Even here in TNA so far, he's pretty much been in hardcore stuff, really. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the saving match wasn't, but... That one was uh, good. That was some, a good match. It was, that was very good. Um, he wanted him to kick out of the fucking gore. I still can't believe that. Nuts. Rhino is one of the good ones. Little uh, leg drop to the groin by Jeff Hardy. Goes for cover. I love that giant Bound for Glory banner that's hanging in the back. I'm surprised you don't have it. Um, oh, don't worry. I'll tell you all about my Bound for Glory sign when we watch the show because I have one from the arena. So, no big deal. He's I'll scared. point it out when we watch the show. 
See what I got to deal with here. Oh, it goes for the gore, but he runs into the middle rope because they're a red turnbuckle. Twist of fate? He hits it. We're not doing this, are we? We're not doing what I think we're doing right now, are we? Okay, no, we're uh, not. Because Jeff Hardy went to a way wrong corner anyways, but that's because yeah, this was coming out. A mile away. And we did say we have to show a Biff's hit, and here we are. Whips Hardy in the corner, whisper in the wind. Wicked oh. nice. I mean, that was hit perfectly. He hit it pretty good. Eh, Rhino, like, attacked him. It should have been a gore, I feel like, but that's fine. Now we have Rhino and Abyss going after Hardy. James Mitchell throws a chair in. We're in blue, for the record. I don't mind the blue. Oh, Rhino and Abyss. Lights out. Could it be? Zabu. I don't know. The light's not on yet. Hold on. Yeah, that. Oh, and the music plays, dude. There we go. Drop kicks the legs of Abyss. Throws the chair at Rhino's face. Throws it at Abyss's face. Jeff Hardy goes after Abyss. Clotheslines out of the ring. Arabian face buster with the chair to Rhino. I think it's all four of these guys are in a monster's ball. Oh, that makes so much sense. Hardy to the floor. See, I missed that the full announcement. So, dude, are we serious? That's absolutely insane. Oh, no. I'm getting nervous. With these that... crazy people in a monster's ball? That's going to yeah. be absolutely insane. I think and you're right, I'm, yeah. I missed the I'm full announcement. I'm concerned then. for Sabu, but now Jeff Hardy is in the monster's ball. He'll do whatever With he Rhino wants. and Abyss? Dude. Yeah. That's going to be good. Bountiful Glory is shaping up to be pretty freaking solid. Up next, here we go, dude. America's Most Wanted and NWA champion Jeff Jarrett. We're going to hear all about the controversy in Canada. And here is our... And look, dude, I was so freaking right about the cameraman. Because you can tell by the footage is slightly different than what we watched. Courtesy of BorderCityWrestling.com. Here's America's Most Wanted hitting the ring. Death sentence. I don't know if that is what got Jeff Jarrett the title. We're backstage. Yes! Okay, Harris says that's the first step of the plan of us taking over TNA. We're also seeing a side-by-side -side of Raven leaving the building. Yeah. So AMW is saying we're going to get the tag team titles next. Oh, Scott Demore just walked in and said, I love it when a plan comes together and we looks like we got our uh, coach back. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. I didn't even think of that. No, dude. Neither did I. Fuck. So it's almost like Scott Demore booked him on his show so that. Yeah. Well, OK. OK. That's okay. good. That's okay. smart. King of the Mountain, new intro video here for Jeff Jarrett. This is fresh. Look at AMW in suits. In suits. Whoa. Well, Harris is in a suit. Storm has got Jane Brown. Oh. I like the look that Harris has with, like, the shirt underneath the blazer. Harris looks like a fucking star. 
No offense to you, James Storm, but you do have jeans on. Yeah. And a cowboy hat. And a cowboy hat. Well, the cowboy hat's fine. Yeah, but... Harris I, looks like... Hey, Harris's look is awesome right here. And by superstar, I mean he looks like... TNA star. TNA star. Because I don't want to get... Correct. We don't want that cease and desist coming our way. Well, he's got a microphone. Laser light still in the impact zone. Thank fucking God. My favorite. Jeff Jarrett says it was the greatest night of his life. I said that when TNA arrived on Spike TV that I would be the world champion, and I am. If you're following along still, 33 minutes and 50 seconds into the show, we have 7 minutes and 25 left. Why is that guy holding up $3? I don't know. All the power lies right here with the NWA heavyweight title. Jarrett, stuck on stupid. That's funny. Talks about the cornerstone of TNA here. Revolutionized tag team wrestling. Wildcat Chris Harris. The Tennessee Cowboy James Storm. See, I, you know what I do like about the, them already turning heel is they didn't do the cop out of like they're like our babyface tag team to start out the new network again. Like they are switching it up and like switching up for the first time. Like they haven't been heels yet. Yeah. At least not. To this degree. I mean, they've probably played it in some of the matches we've seen, but. And here he calls out right. Scott Demore. I'm just going to say uh, just a, a quick bet here. Not that I think we're going to see it anytime soon, but like to me, this feels like we're building to a. Um, I don't know. We, we haven't had like a lethal. Well, you did have a lethal lockdown, did we? Yeah, but it was bad. Yeah, but I feel, or like the Wednesday, Bloody Wednesday thing. Like, it feels like we're building to that because you got Team Canada, America Most Wanted, Jeff Jarrett. And you already have next week Team Canada fighting Three Life Crew, but plus Raven with Jarrett. And so I, uh, it, fe- it feels like we're building to that kind of thing, but I don't I'm think a, we are. I'm booking Lethal Lockdown in April. It's Jarrett and AMW against Raven and Team 3D. There's no way they make it to label. <laughs> no way, but that sounds no so good, dude. Like... <laughs> okay, Coach says, when I need you, you owe the coach one. And they shake hands. They agree on it and they hug. Coach Scott Demore is back here, guys. We haven't seen him in quite some time. He's been focusing on booking, working Let's backstage. Go. He's not told what to do anymore. Now the shoe is on the other foot. Did I not fucking call this? Did I not fucking call this? Fucking three life crew. Yeah, but why is it them? I don't know, but Team Canada's coach is in there. That's the only reason I called it, but. It's the remix. Three life crew. You know what? They think that these guys are like megastars, I think. But I'm sorry, Conan in 2005 is not like a star. Okay, why do you got not Conan when we got BG James over there? I'd watch Con- can like move. I'd watch Conan every day before BG games. BG's not throwing shoes. I like the shoes. And we all like round killings. I mean, that's not a secret. 
Well, why don't you shut up? What do you say? Oh, be it... a beer. Be a beer. Why don't you make me shut up? And here they come. That's all they needed to hear, dude. And now watch. What? I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Dude. So they're about to get the... Team Canada's going to come out. Watch. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Bobby Roode. <laughs> you wanted a debut, did you not, Bob? Because we're about to see one. We got EY, A1, and Bobby Roode. Now, of course, the numbers game is uh, towards Jared's side. Yo, no. Jarrett stopped. He's look. He doesn't know where to look. He's confused. New music. Who is it? Oh, baby. Team 3D. That's their name. Thank God. I really wish that camera guy wasn't standing there at the time. I, I know. And here they come, running down to the ring. Crowd's going fucking nuts. Brother Devon and Brother Ray. So we have normal names, not what we just read earlier yeah, with the rumors. BRD. Right? 2023, episode 1000, Bob. These guys just reunited for the first time in seven years. And for reference, we were on episode 65 of Impact. Oh, shit. Wow. They hit the 3D. 3D to Harris, to James Storm, and now he's going to call on Jarrett. Trademark this. They got a middle finger on the back of their shirt. <laughs> Jarrett goes after Devon. Are they going to 3D all three of them? To even to Jarrett? Oh, because oh, oh. Jarrett's like, I got to keep my heat, dude. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, Jarrett. Oh! oh! And we know this song. It's oh, big sex. We've heard Jarrett's this one. trying to leave, and here he comes. It's Kevin Nash with the camera guy behind him. Well, you got to get the cool view of him walking out, yeah. And no here's in the back of the ring. Oh, they're going to do the what's up. Yeah. I guess a nut shot is better than the 3D, right? They're about to hit that, and Jarrett Nash just watching. Is he, oh, he's going to powerbomb him. He's got to, right? Yeah, yeah. Go back to the ring! Yeah, why are we going to the fucking two girls in the front row? Fucking jackknife to the champ. Boom. Boom. Kevin Nash slapping hands with Team 3D. The crowd is losing their minds. No one is sitting down. Everyone is putting up the 3D symbol. <laughs> Kevin Nash has a microphone. We have like a minute left in the show. What's he going to say? October 23rd. Back. You and me, Jarrett. And I'm... Looks like Planet Jarrett is a little bit off axis tonight. One more thing. Bound for glory. Kevin Nash has unfinished business. It's me and him. NWA world title. Say the date. Say the date. It's coming home to me, buddy. We're here from Brother Ray. We got... No, that's, that's Diva. What do they want? The, against the best tag team there is. So shit me. 
we're doing that week two of Spike? We're burning the AMW Team 3D match already? Well, you can do a dirty finish. You can keep it going. <laughs> well, yeah, but, like, I don't even... I know. You shouldn't even have them be touching yet like that. Oh, my God. Whoa, dude. And we are okay. going off the air. Okay. That what? was a good. That was a good. Uh, that was a good show. What a debut for Spike TV. Uh, I would say that was a very good show. I have um, zero complaints about that show. Yeah, that was a good show. I don't know. Okay, we're in a new era of TV where they are going to burn through shit. I know. They're just going to because they're going to want those ratings. So, folks, get ready for shit that probably shouldn't be on TV. That's going to be on fucking TV. I am stunned that they would be doing Team 3D in AMW. And like you said, I'm sure it's going to be some kind of DQ or, or count out or whatever. There's not going to be a clean finish or a finish at all to this match. There's no fucking way. Right. But you got to hold off on that. I know. I know. You I feel like, to. although you know what they might do. I'm just thinking about this now. I'm wondering if we're going to see a little injury angle. They can't go to Bound for Glory, and then we'll build uh, for a true match for the November pay-per-view. Okay. And that we're extending yeah. and we're extending the story. See, I think no, that's that, that's work. a very that's a I think that's a great idea. But I have a question for you. Do you do some sort of do you still do some sort of match, whether it's like five, six minutes? Or are they gonna do a fucking bait and switch where it's like team 3D's coming out, but then they get attacked? No match. Uh, oh, shoot. I mean... You can't do a bait and switch week two. You can't. Week two is pretty shitty. You can't. But, <laughs> but I think, like you said, okay, we're in the era of doing stuff on TV. We're also in the era of probably fucking with a lot of people, and I would not be shocked. If they do a fucking bait and switch? I feel like we have to do like a little bit we're gonna do a little bit of the match and then we have like a fucking bullshit team canada comes out and attacks them because then put it this way you even do something like that they're aligned with the jared amw kind of group after the amw feud you already got another team lined up for them to fight you got team canada so you can kind of go it kind of builds on that so i don't know i'm pretty curious this is a it's definitely going to be an interesting situation to, that we're getting put in but there's no way they do it. You can't. You can't. You gotta give. You gotta do like you know a few minutes of a match, I guess. If you if you're promoting it already, and then just kind of go from there. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I just can't believe that they would be like, "Yo, we do fuck it." <laughs> that's just, that's our. Let's put our. You know what people want to say a dream match. Mm-hmm. On. Fucking our free TV. It's crazy. Week two. Uh, so double uh, big moments there, though. I mean, we got Team 3D's debut, which was it's it's big. I mean, the crowd is going nuts. Uh, whether Bob's excited or not, it's a big moment for TNA. And then Kevin Nash returns, which, you know, I don't know if I'm necessarily super thrilled about. I'd like he, I think his run was fine before and I like Kevin Nash, so I think I'm fine with it. Um, do I think we need to see him in Jarrett main event bound for glory? Absolutely not. No way. I I agree with you. And I I understand their mindset of, you know, they're trying to get um new fans or even like casual fans, whatever. So if you're pivoting from 
Raven to Nash. But you're naturally going to get more people. I know. Nash. I know. I know. And that's the thing. So, I mean, I get it. I do too. I get it. But doesn't um, mean I have to like. Right. Well, it was a, a very exciting debut episode, and I think we're finally going to be back to the. We're getting super pumped for Impact every single week, especially leading up to this first Bond for Glory pay-per-view. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I'm probably going to be looking forward to Impacts now for uh, the remainder of this podcast. I I mean, yeah, I mean, there's going to be just be constantly just because, I mean, they're they're going to they're going to (laughs) burn a lot, a lot of shit for TV. I'm like really excited for 2006. I know we're early, we're late 2005 still, but dude, 2006 has some such good stuff coming up. 2006 is very good. Um, and there's just more. There's just more and more that happen. I mean, I don't know. I just I just can't wait. Um, but before we get there, we have to get to Bound for Glory, and we still got what three pay per views this year to do. So we got plenty more stuff okay. coming up. Yeah, we do. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Um. All right. Next week, all we know is it's AMW and Team 3D. Also, oh, yeah. three live crew and Team Canada. Yeah, so we know a couple of things, huh? So we know two matches, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Next week's going to be uh, hella, hella interesting for that dream match. Yeah, I'd say so. And um, make sure you guys are keeping up over on our social media pages because our posts are only getting cooler because now we're fucking posting team 3d and all this kind of stuff uh, you can follow us over on twitter at cross the line tna um it's the same uh one on instagram you can type in tna cross the line pod and like us on facebook or subscribe to us on youtube as well yep and then um make sure to join us next week for the second episode of impact on spike until then for dallas Greeley, i'm bob Collin jr and this has been the tna cross the line podcast Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out.
Watch out, watch out, watch out for the bonfire!